0: Coming up on this edition of Don't Panic, it's Colby and myself, the dynamic duo, talking this week's tech news, including the big story, which is Amazon buying Twitch? Who'da thunk? We also talk about issues with Coin, uh, Snapchat news, Uber the API, HTC joining Windows Land, uh, and a whole lot more. It's a really great episode. We hope you join us. Don't Panic is coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 61, recorded August 25th, 2014. On Twitchy Amazon, Coin Problems, and Snapchat News. Hello and welcome to this edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that Jeff Bezos can't buy. That's right, we accept no <laughs> amount of money. That's not true, I made that up. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings and I am joined by the Rory McElroy of technology, that would be Colby Krabidou.
1: <laughs> Who's Rory McElroy? I was
0: going to say, I will give you massive bonus points if you can name who, he is the, the really hot player on the, in golf. He just won the PGA Tour, and uh... isn't that
1: Tiger Woods?
0: No, Colby, you're thinking of 2007. This is uh... oh. <laughs> no Rory McElroy. <laughs> I, you don't you don't have his, uh, his his merchandise or his trading card or? I
1: don't. I haven't been keeping up on my golf.
0: Just you're haven't lost.
1: found the time.
0: Well, Colby, uh, glad you're here. It's just the two of us this week. No, Dan, just
1: the two of us.
0: Dan is gallivanting across the, the old world. The UK. The, the UK and such. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, good for him. We'll have yeah, fun without
0: that And we've got plenty to talk about without him, so... I'm That's true. Some of sip on my beverage. And, why don't we talk about the big story this week, just broke today. Um, uh, which one? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that top, one. Top, the only time I think Colby's ever put a story in the rundown. <laughs> You
1: know, I've tried before, like things like this have happened before, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to put that in the rundown, and usually somebody already put it in the rundown before me, but I got there first this time. So he did it, guilty.
0: he did it. Um, no. and so therefore, we must talk about it, and that would of course be News Broke today. We talked about this, I think it was two weeks ago on the show, right? We weren't sure what was up with Twitch. Google said back in May... Well, no one said. It was rumored and suggested that Twitch was in talks to be bought by Google slash YouTube back in May. Um, But for some reason, we never heard anything more about it. There was nothing official. Nothing was signed. They still weren't owned by anybody. They were just hanging out. We asked ourselves what's going on well we got the answer today uh it was first reported by the information online then by Wall Street Journal and finally by the companies themselves that amazon that's right the company that uh, the company that gives you uh, stuff in two days uh, for cheap uh, picked up twitch the video game streaming service um, the purchase price nine hundred seventy million dollars in cash I like to imagine it was in a a, a armored truck Cash money. that they rolled up with like briefcases handcuffed to you know, <laughs> steal.
1: Jeff Jeff Bezos hand delivered it. He carried it on his back, all $90 million. That's it was right. in once, too. In singles, half, so they... of it, <laughs> half of it was in quarters.
0: Yeah. And all the singles went to the strippers at the club. So um, <laughs> really going to make it rain with that many. Um, so, yeah. So, Amazon purchasing Twitch. I mean, this is like. Who could have seen this? This may, when we do our end-of-year recap, this may be my biggest surprise in tech of the year.
1: That's... I... I, Yeah, I mean, I saw it and I was like, what?
0: Now, again, you have to think, how many companies have a billion dollars in cash who could buy them, right? Well,
1: right, right,
0: yeah. So, it's not that far flung, but at the same time, it is interesting. So, let me just start by asking you this. If you were Twitch... Who do you think you assuming the price was the same who would you hmm. sell to Google or Amazon? Hmm. I think cuz I'm going to argue the opposite of whatever you say.
1: I see I have to I have to think of a reason to sell to Amazon. I mean, I feel like Google kind of makes sense. Well, I think I would, you know, I think I would go with Amazon because I wouldn't be, like, I feel like any way you cut it, like, Twitch is, Twitch at Google gets merged into YouTube. Whereas Twitch at Amazon is still Twitch, is Amazon's YouTube. Um, And if I'm the people running Twitch, one of the, like, one, one of those means the thing that I've been working on for many years gets, like, smushed out of existence and the 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 other is like I get to keep doing my thing I just have like you know Amazon dollars to do it with now
0: right I mean the, we talked about the big issue for Twitch was servers and mm-hmm. you know uh, resources and I mean Amazon has AWS it's not really an issue for them so that solves that problem but you know I, I was thinking about it and I read this in an article it's very interesting so Colby, guess who sells the most video games that are non-mobile, non-console? What company sells the most?
1: Steam, Valve.
0: Steam, right? Who's the number two? Amazon. Amazon, right? Sells more games than you would even imagine. Wait, so
1: is that like download games or like so not mobile, not console? You mean like PC games, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean,
0: how many video games did, Can does... you... Go ahead.
1: I I, my, I guess so my, question, my follow-up question to that is, like, can you buy digital games on Amazon? Yep. Oh, okay. I don't cool. think
0: anyone... No one does, but... <laughs> I,
1: I have no idea.
0: But you can. But to me, then that leads into Amazon sells video games, Google doesn't. But what does that mean for Twitch? Twitch's biggest problem going forward outside of server space, which either company could solve, in my opinion, is copyright. Twitch has been running into all these issues, whether it's music, whether it's this sort of legal gray area of, are games copyrighted? Can we stream them? Can we sell them? Mm -hmm. Google is in no position to make any kind of content deals with game developers. Amazon, on the other hand, has a long-standing relationship with the likes of EA and Ubisoft and all of these companies that I think puts them in a very good place. It's kind of the same idea where, why would Beats go to Apple? Apple makes phones and tablets, Mm -hmm. but Apple also pioneered selling digital music, right? They have, and that was one of Beats' problems was their streaming service. They couldn't get deals. So you go, so you get bought by Apple. So you get the deals. I think that's a big piece of this is that Twitch needs support of the video game companies to work. I think that's just inherent in the same way Spotify needed support of the music labels. They need that support. I don't think Amazon, uh, Google gets it for them.
1: That's fair. I I had not considered. I would not have thought of that. Um Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's a, so I I don't know, is it I don't recall ever talking about that on the show like like the legal issues around Twitch. Um which I'm sure there are many.
0: Yeah, we mentioned it very briefly. Um but it's the same and this is why we thought it was interesting them mixing with YouTube, right? Because YouTube's kind of not necessarily solved it, but certainly it's dealt with it over the years um, and has yeah. a pretty full thought out system in place, which Twitch does not. To me, that's one of the advantages going with Google, right? Is because they know mm-hmm. more than anyone else how to protect copyright right. uh, in right. streaming stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does YouTube have like copyright protection for, for streaming stuff? Like the, our Don't Panic episode right now, like. Is that being like real time scanned? And if we started playing like a cliff from, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy, we we would we get shut down immediately. Yep. Cool.
0: Yeah, I I don't know how well it works to be honest. I just I know it does yeah. exist. I think it's more for music than it is because it's. I think it's tough to do the video in real time. But they will apps. Abs- but they absolutely, if you played copyright music, they will. They will have a problem.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I guess I know, like, I I haven't uploaded any YouTube videos in a while, but, like, in school, I used to take film classes, and every time you uploaded something with a song that wasn't, like, public domain, it would almost immediately notify you, like, just so you know, this song is not public domain. Um, Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, Maybe, like what what so let's think about this for a second like what related what possibly applicable technologies does amazon have already i mean they do their they do do their uh like prime video
0: yep and stream. And, and aws of course is the backbone right. but i think one thing people are forgetting is that the fire tv ships with an optional game controller that was one of the big... Now, mind you, they've barely talked about it, but that was one of the big kind of... I think they said, like, four key things about Fire TV, and one of them was games. Yeah. Um, Does that mean they want to do a play into your living room and do this, turn into a gaming company? I don't know. I mean, Amazon does own game studios, right? I mean, they, they bought, what is it, uh, Double Helix um, and other developers. So they develop games in-house. Hmm. I just don't know if that's their long term. To me this this is very reminiscent of uh eBay buying Skype. Right? Where eBay bought Skype. They did way back. This was the early 2000s and then they sold them off. Um actually took cuz I think they bought them for something like 4 billion and then sold uh, spun them off for 2 billion or something. But mm. the theory when eBay bought them was, "Oh, we'll use it to facilitate communications between sellers on our website," which is the most BS reason I've ever heard. Now, Skype, yeah. cool idea, great company. eBay, cool idea, great company. Just didn't make <laughs> Not sense.
1: Applicable. It just, yeah, yeah, it just didn't
0: make sense for one to own the other. And that's, that's the issue I run into here is what's the long game, right? I get immediately, it's like, oh, a bunch <laughs> of users use Twitch and maybe they'll <laughs> buy things on Amazon, okay. I just don't see how this... This doesn't integrate very well, for me, into what Amazon does. Maybe I'm missing the point.
1: Well, I mean... Maybe it's a Facebook Oculus thing. Like it, you know, like Amazon is one of the pretty top, not top. It's one of those tech companies that is kind of a conglomerate of things and not a one thing anymore. Uh, the others being Google and Facebook and i I mean I guess Microsoft, but Microsoft is an older older version of that um I mean like maybe it's just diversifying, maybe it's making sure you know maybe it's a market share thing or uh they wanna stay or get into places that they aren't already i mean why why make a phone
0: same? Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the Oculus comparison. I think it's future-proofing, right? Imagine Netflix probably thinks to themselves, if I could have uh purchased Netflix on the cheap, um, you know, I would have done it. Uh we've lost Colby on the call. Colby? Yo. Okay. You're back. Uh-
1: Turn my video back
0: on. All right. There I don't we, know. What that's better. Miss, missed you there, buddy. Uh, so my, my point was, imagine if I bet Netflix is kicking themselves for not buying Netflix when they had the chance, right? They don't want to wait for Twitch to get huge and then all of a sudden be competing with them. You know,
1: Um, you, you just said, I bet Netflix is kicking themselves for not buying Netflix when they had the chance.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I meant. No, that's not what I meant. Amazon (laughs) probably would have purchased Netflix if they had the chance. And now they're kind of saying for just under a billion dollars, we have the cash. Why not roll the dice? And I think that's a smart play on their part because from every indication, Twitch has seen incredible growth. And there's no saying that'll continue. But if it does, this will seem like a bargain. You know, what was Mm -hmm. YouTube when it was purchased was what? 1.6 billion and we thought, or 1.2 billion. We thought they were crazy. Right. And now what's YouTube worth more than that? I don't know. Probably. Um, Yes, I, I, yes, I believe so. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's, I think the point. So even though Amazon isn't directly in the sphere, I think they said, you know, we've got a shot. Google is underbidding these guys and not valuing them enough. We've got the money. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree. As a slight digression, could you, like, flip your video on and off? Because I can't see your face.
0: Um, My video won't let me do it. So you're going to have to live without my... It's literally, like, grayed out. Oh. I can't. Okay. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) You're just going to have to live with... Yeah, Skype is so good. Why did eBay ever sell them? Um, Yeah, so Twitch going to Amazon. Uh, You won't see any immediate changes, but who knows for the future. Uh, But we'll go from there. So that's exciting. Uh, anything else you want to say about that, or shall we move on?
1: I think I think we're good. I'd like to proceed.
0: Keep this party train rolling. Uh, what would you like to mm-hmm. talk about next? Any particular... Hmm. I'll jump in with a quick one while you're deciding. Um, okay. HTC announced this week, uh, for all of you Windows Phone fans out there, that they are releasing their popular HTC... One M8, which is a phone uh, we've talked about, I believe during our Q&A show, uh, we were talking about best Android phones to get, and that was one of the picks we talked about. They've taken the same great hardware and pumped Windows Phone into it, so um, you'll be able to get the HTC One M8 Windows Phone Edition. Um, Let me check on what carriers... It'll be, uh, for Verizon Wireless, exclusively ninety nine ninety nine with a two-year contract in stores now. Uh, it's running Windows Phone 8.1 uh, in place of Android. And this is really exciting because previously the only really Windows phones you'd ever buy were Nokia phones. Um, and the hardware is good, but carrier compatibility is limited. They actually have very few phones on Verizon. So especially if you're yeah. A, a Verizon customer, or B, an HTC fan
1: yeah i was i was gonna say weren't wasn't um i i was gonna mention that the uh windows phone options off on verizon or at least not on a t and t were pretty slim yeah from what i understood so that that's pretty cool um i feel like i mean i feel like verizon's the biggest the biggest carrier in the in the country right so that's like probably kind of a big deal Yeah, and it's a solid phone.
0: And I think it's a big deal, a because it's not Nokia, and b Mm. because it's the exact same phone. Like this isn't this isn't some tweaked. You know, a lot of previous, like Samsung put out Windows phones for a little while, and HTC had done it previously, but they were always lower end phones, or they didn't have Mm. the new features. But HTC yeah. even built custom apps that mimic their custom, like, uh, what is it? Blink feed. And they've got Zoe, which is their camera app. Um, they've built yeah. those for Windows Phone. So you get the full HTC experience. Uh. So I think that's really great for everyone involved um, because apparently the M8's excellent hardware. Um, and I think this is a really great way to get people to use Windows Phone, right? Don't force them into Nokia. Don't force them on AT&T. Um, mm-hmm. It's good to people's options. And I think it's... Why build an entire separate phone? Why not just build the same phone and give people options?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean there may be technical answers to that question, but probably. I don't know. <laughs> um crap, I had another question. And and to- Are there like are there are there in the Android world or are there like OEM loyalists like that? I guess I guess their I guess the HTC experience is pretty different from the the stock Android or the Samsung experience. So I I guess I, I'll I'll believe it and answer my own question.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you'll you'll get a better idea neck over the next month or two. We'll see the new Nexus come out, uh probably from <laughs> Motorola. Um mm-hmm. so there'll be that, but yeah, a lot of companies have said they're doing Windows Phone and Android, Samsung doing Android and Tizen, although they've kind of slowed production on Tizen, so. Yeah. I I think it's good, and to be honest, if, just on visual alone, if you kind of put Windows Phone and Android Phone identically right in front of me, I almost feel Mm -hmm. like I'd pick Windows Phone. Yeah. Because once you throw all the crap and the sense and the widgets and all this crazy stuff on the Android Phone, I feel like if I'm in a Verizon store and I'm standing there with two identical phones just with different software, I think that's a mm-hmm. big plus for for uh, Windows.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: You no, know, like, I, I don't want to think... be the weird guy with the Nokia phone. You know, the Nokia M eight M eight thirty or whatever weird number they give it, and not to hate on Nokia, they make fine European products. <laughs> Damn Europeans! Ah, uh, that's where they get you. So, <laughs> so next, Colby. Uh,
1: Can we talk about coin?
0: Let's talk about coin. I'm excited. We, uh, I mentioned this last week on the show that I actually pre-ordered a coin. Um, So I've mm-hmm. been getting all the emails. If you don't oh. remember coin, it was the startup that promised to make one digital credit card that held all your other credit cards on it um, using Bluetooth and your smartphone. Well, coin kind of got in some heat this week, so... It's kind of confusing, but this is what happened. So, Coin said they were shipping this summer. That's what they said when they pre-ordered back in, I think it was November of last year. They said summer 2014. So, we get to the end of August. Finally, they send out email saying, okay, we're going to ship to users. Wait until our app is released on August 28th, and then you can register to get your device. Okay. Then, like, two days later, they email and they say, okay, our last email was wrong. Instead what we're going to do is we're going to we we're going to actually ship in the spring of 2015. But for now, we're going to do 10,000 beta testers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, people who pre-ordered 10,000 based on the order you pre-ordered, you can get your device early. If you get your device early in spring of 2015, you can pay $30 and upgrade your beta device to the full regular device. Well, people got upset about this and saying, "Well, this sucks because I pre-ordered and you didn't give it to me when I promised. I already paid my money, and then I have to pay another $30 to get upgraded. So they sent a lengthy apology letter after that saying, okay, we're going to up the beta to 15000 and we're not going to charge you the upgrade fee when the regular one comes out and <laughs> However, yeah. a lot of people still upset. Um
1: Why? What are they still upset about?
0: That's kind of my argument. So, And they they will refund anybody who pre-ordered. They're happy to pre-order. The, the problem I have with this is just the way they did it. Because it was, they said, like you follow them on Twitter and Facebook, we're on time. We're on time. We're on time. We're going to do it. Summer 2014, no problem, on time. And then basically they put out a letter saying they're on time and get ready to get your device. And then like two days later, they all of a sudden say, we have to push. I think that was really the yeah. problem. A little more transparency probably would have kind of alleviated a little bit of this, because I'm mm-hmm. with you. Like, I don't think it's surprising that one of these projects gets delayed or pushed off. I mean, they promised right. a lot. Right. You know? and, and never Yeah, like,
1: I mean, this was not... Their their Kickstarter... This was a Kickstarter, right?
0: No, they ran it on their own.
1: Oh, okay. Well, off- well, whatever. So, yeah. Their, their crowdfunding thing, it was not like... Not long ago at all to to actually develop something like this.
0: Well, no, and, and the, the most incredible thing to me is, you know, if you kickstart many, th- like a 3D printer, okay, fine. This is a credit card that has to be, that has to work at every single credit card reader in the country. Think of mm-hmm. how many different places you can swipe your credit card between stores and ATMs and devices like Square. I mean, the list goes on. And this mm-hmm. has to be compatible at all of them. And they've said that they said, in our beta tests in San Francisco we've hit about 85% of the time it works and that's why we're not willing to ship it which i think is completely yeah. fair you know you don't want to have yeah. this as your one card and then go to the store and it suddenly doesn't work
1: yeah um my other question about this is how is like how do they how do they deal with like f- fraud and stuff like it doesn't have your name on the card It It doesn't have, like...
0: It does, actually. It has your name uh, laser etched into the back.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. But, Um... yes,
0: hypothetically, you could load. So, the way it works is there's, like, a little square-type plug-in reader that comes with it. Mm -hmm. You plug it into your phone, swipe your credit card, and then it stores the information on the phone, which you can then transfer to the coin and back and forth. So, you'd have to have a physical plastic card. To actually get it on your device.
1: Right. But like. Having having the card. Does not make the card yours. Right. Um, I don't know. I guess that's just interesting.
0: Yeah I mean my point. How many times have you gone into a store. And an employee looked at the card. To check it was yours.
1: Uh, not often. Not often when I wasn't spending a uh, like, over, like, $100 or something.
0: I think that's kind of kind of the idea.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And it does display the last four digits of the card on the little e-ink screen on the front, so if they have to compare it... Right. I mean, there's right. there's some of this stuff built in, but you're right. I think that is absolutely an issue, and uh, retailers would have to be comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, All right.
0: So it's. I mean, uh, and and if
1: like, I guess my point is that if re, if re, some retailers weren't willing to like take this this weird card thing, um, it it becomes useless.
0: Yeah, and the the other side of this controversy, and I don't want to get too far into it because we could talk about this for hours. But the United <laughs> States in October 2015 is switching to the EMV credit card standard nationally.
1: Um, uh, what's that?
0: Those are the uh credit cards that have been in Europe for like decades. They have microchips. Oh, with down. the
1: chips, yeah.
0: Right. Coin is not compatible with that.
1: Uh, so in I a see.
0: year's time, it will already be obsolete. That's another Ooh. issue people have.
1: How much is it supposed to retail for? Um $50. Okay. I guess that's not like.
0: No, and it and it, it's not rechargeable. The battery will die, they say after about two years. It will die. You will have to replace it.
1: Oh, I see. I um, see. They've been very upfront okay. with that. Right. Well that's that's good.
0: Yeah, I mean it's listen, it's it's a beta, it's a first run, it's a new product. Right. It you is know. a cool idea. I'm excited um, and I'm I'm hoping it's gonna depend on the order in which I I'm not sure where I landed in the pre orders, but hopefully fingers crossed I'll be in the beta. Um yeah, and get that soon
1: good luck good luck <laughs> sir
0: thank you thank you
1: yeah um i'm interested to see how it plays out
0: we will have to see indeed yeah um let's talk i don't know how about uh snapchat news Snapchat news Snapchat okay. news uh because when you think of n- your number one source for news you probably think of Snapchat um the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Snapchat the company that makes the sexting photos app um <laughs> not no come on I'm kidding Um, (laughs) Don't panic, uh, fair and (laughs) balanced Exactly Uh, They have held talks recently with at least A dozen media companies um, For a new service they call Snapchat Discovery Um, It will let users read Daily editions of publications As well as watch video clips of TV shows or movies Just by holding your fingers on the screen So if you're familiar currently with their Stories service Where um, you can put in a series of Photos that kind of hang out all day that people can view and sort of your story as you go through. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be similar to that, um, but with news throughout the day. So you would subscribe to the wall street journal and you would just quickly hold your finger down to flip through Snapchat style, the uh, series of stories for the day. Some may be videos, some may be images. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's interesting, but like, ugh. Ugh like, like I mean it, what is it what's it gonna be like thirty second video clips, like oh, I got the news, I know what's going on in the world, I don't know, I mean, I guess that's Twitter, right, yeah, if you don't get through to the link, so maybe we asked for this,
0: maybe I. You know, I will say, I, f- I don't know, because um, there are a few companies already doing this. Um, the Verge, for example, has a Snapchat account, and it's actually interesting, but they huh. don't share the news through it. They kind of do behind-the-scenes stuff, and it is interesting. Oh, interesting. I think that's the yeah. difference. You also have to remember that, um, who is the age demographic of Snapchat?
1: Like, teenagers?
0: Right. Who is least likely to read the news?
1: Teenagers. That's that's fair.
0: Now, I, I feel like this is an either or. Right, either it's a total missing the mark, or this is an ingenious way to get young people to read the news.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is like a public service from Snapchat. Um.
0: Well, and the other interesting thing okay. is in this journal story, they talk about potentially having um, contain the service containing adversi- advertising.
1: Oh well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense.
0: You know that's important uh, to Snapchat, right? When you start talking about the uh, monetization side of things,
1: right, right, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm unconvinced as to the value, but I, I guess I could see. I think
0: I would at. see the value in, in if it were hyper curated and it were like really specific. And it contained a good mix of images and video and told mm-hmm. a story using those. So, like, for example, the Amazon buying Twitch, right? If I were into technology, I could press and hold and it would say Amazon bought Twitch. And then it would, you know, show a pile of money and say for $970 million and then show a short video of what Twitch does. And, you know, I could if it's done right, I think it actually could be really cool. I just don't think it can be done right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I'm like, I, I guess I, what I'm having trouble imagining is how it can be done, like, well without, like, corrupting the Snapchat experience.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like, maybe they won't. Like, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll stray from the how Snapchat works now. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'd hit hate to see, see snapchat turn into every other social
0: network now you're exactly right i mean this has happened to every service where they kind of take their core idea and then they tweak it and change it it's right like twitter's doing the exact same thing right trying to give you that outside content that you didn't subscribe to
1: right exactly uh, yeah i guess we'll have to wait and see
0: yeah no what uh, no release date on that but uh probably coming soon to a snapchat near you Um, let's see, more news. Um, I want to talk briefly about this. I know, I I swear, I try to avoid talking about iPhone rumors. I really, (laughs) really do. I'm not kidding. But, this is a special exception, and here's why. So, uh, there was a leak out of Foxconn this week of some CAD renderings of what the next iPhone would look like. Um... It's slimmer than the current version. The camera pops out a little bit. That's, to me, not the interesting thing. What's interesting to me is I actually got an email today from the uh, Zazzle Corporation. They're the people I use to make the um, all the custom... Oh, where's my custom sign? They they do custom signs. I've got my coffee and beer sign here. Um, the The keychains, all the custom stuff. Magnets. Um, And they do all that custom stuff, right? So they emailed me today and they said, special offer, pre-order your iPhone 6 case. And I said, that's really weird. And they have pictures of cases for an iPhone that doesn't exist.
1: Hmm. I wonder if they're like betting on these CAD... These CAD renderings, or something.
0: Well, I, Colby, here I'll put the link in the uh, in the chat there for you. Um, okay. And I will share the screen with everyone else. So you can see what we're talking about. But it like looks like they know what the phone looks like. It's very confusing. And the reason I also brought this up is because it hmm. looks exactly like those CAD renderings. That leaked out of Foxconn with the raised camera and the line beneath it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, th- what? I, I,
1: I can't imagine this is, like, legit from Apple. You I know? Can,
0: no, but, I mean... Th- I, don't, I don't know.
1: Then again, though, like, maybe... I don't know. Does... I don't, I don't remember this happening before but like it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that Apple would do like seed seed the the specs to case especially for cases like you know
0: it's very um, odd and we've seen case leaks before but they're usually like some third party chinese manufacturer we've never heard of right these guys are usually very like usually Apple will tell some of them some of the bigger ones but they keep it type lipped my right. guess is this has to be an approximation for the pre-order. based, And they mm. must have just based it off the leaks. Zazzle isn't big enough for Apple to tell them, I don't think.
1: Yeah. No, I think you're right. Because, like, I mean, the thing you're buying with these cases is not the, like, if it fits on the phone. It's the, like, the cool thing on the back of the case. Right? right? So, like, they can, you know, just... Do do a mock up based on the phone and not actually produce the cases.
0: And I think like, it's not
1: it's not like they're gonna ship you the case when you buy it, it's a pre-order. So
0: and I think that's why they left the camera opening so big on these renders. Is uh-huh. because in the event they have to move or shrink or adjust them, whatever image yeah. you put on there, <laughs> it'll be okay. So that's my guess, but I'm just really I was just really confused and surprised. Yeah. That's the the other thing that also leads me to believe that this isn't enough based off of any official information is because they're supposedly different sized iPhones, but you can only order the case for iPhone 6, right? They don't give you, <laughs> you know, large or small. Um, right. But it was just, I'm like, that, I i did not know how to feel about that when I got this email. So. that—that that, that is a,
1: a little strange. I
0: have to imagine they're getting an angry call from Apple somewhere, but maybe not. <laughs> Or it'll just be really funny when they find out it's uh Also, if you look at this render and you look at it from the bottom view, there's has has there always been a button on that side of the phone? On both sides of the phone?
1: The are are we talking on, on Zazzle?
0: Yeah, on the images. Because on one side there's your um mute lock button and there's your plus and minus buttons, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there a button on oh, the other yeah. side?
1: It does look like it.
0: But is there one currently uh, on the phone, on the iPhone? I
1: don't, I don't think so. so I, I think it looks like there's no button on the top, though. Was that was that one of the rumors that there was going to be, like, the lock button would be on the side?
0: Uh, I haven't read that anywhere. I know one of the big rumors was that they were going to take out the headphone jack in favor of headphones via the lightning port, but there is a headphone jack on this render. Headphones via the lightning port.
1: God damn it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I I don't, I don't, this is just weird. I have no idea, so.
1: That does look, that, that, that's too strange.
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think they're, they're. It's just some random model. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would be my guess. I just, they haven't even announced they're even having an event. Yeah. Like, like it's one thing to leak it, but you can actually plunk down money on a case for a product that doesn't exist.
1: Imagine if they just didn't in- announce it, like no, no new iPhone this year.
0: After yeah, feel wait. like fools over at Zazzle, that 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 mm-hmm. was just weird. Anyway, I thought that was fun. Um, how are we doing on time? We can do one more story.
1: Oh no! Uh, I don't know which one it should be. So you should pick.
0: Okay. Um. Uh. Mm, this is a tough one. Why don't we talk about? Uber? Okay. Let's talk about Uber. So you may be familiar with Uber, the company that will uh, bring a car to you and then you get in and then it takes you to another place. Well, they uh, opened up an API so app developers can integrate Uber into their apps. And now you're saying, how do you integrate a car into an app? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, They currently have some partners, big names, Starbucks, United, Airlines, TripAdvisor, OpenTable, um, apps can pass a destination address to Uber, display pickup times, provide fare estimates, access trip history. The way it works essentially is, say you're in your OpenTable app and you've just paid for your meal, as you can now do at some restaurants. Um, it will say, do you need an Uber car to get home? And you can tap that and right with an OpenTable, it will t- know where you are. It will estimate the cost and display pickup times. From right within the Open Table app.
1: Mm.
0: So uh, the idea, I suppose, is for Uber to upsell car service by being a part of everyone yeah. else's app, rather than having to jump to a whole separate app. Making the suggestion right. as you get off your United flight, do you need a ride home from the airport?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I buy this. This seems mm-hmm. legit. Like, if I was in Open Table checking on my reservation, I would totally do that.
0: Um, uh, Uber, is also, just... Uber is also Sorry, launching yeah. an affiliate program where um, you'll get uh, Uber credits in return for people booking through your app. So there's incentive.
1: Uber credits,
0: Uber credits. They got
1: to give dollars. Jeez I think they,
0: helping. I think they say cash is fourth. I'd I have to, Oh, cash rewards coming soon. Oh, okay. Right now, uh, you get, if you integrate in your app, so let's say it's Colby's app. Um, and I sign up for Uber through your app, uh, you get $5 in Uber credit and I get free credits cause I'm a new user. So you get bonuses mm. for signing people up through your app.
1: Oh, interesting. Cool.
0: So, uh, yeah, this is just a limited uh, API for now, only with select partners. Um, but in the real world, they uh, they hope to roll it out to more soon.
1: I look forward to it. It's
0: very interesting. Um, mm. I lied. That one was quick. We can do another story. <laughs>
1: Damn it, Sean. Uh, hmm. Twenty-four <sighs> hour game try. I'm gonna do a speed run here. Twenty-four hour game trials on Xbox One. That's something I would I would use, but it doesn't matter because I don't have an Xbox. Ads in in SoundCloud. I'm not surprised. Um. So I think. Microsoft getting streamy or the TiVo thing is what we should talk about.
0: Well, I can breeze through the TiVo one. TiVo made an over-the-air DVR, um, but the software on it's not great, and it still costs you the $15 a month TiVo fee, so there's better alternatives.
1: (laughs) Nice. Cool. All right. And and Microsoft getting
0: streamy is kind of quick. There's just rumors Microsoft is working on a Chromecast competitor, Um, that's a small device dongle that you just plug into the back of your TV, uses Miracast Mm -hmm. to broadcast from your Windows device.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems all well and good. Like It seems like a why not sort of thing for them. Um, Especially, I feel like that, that sort of thing is available on basically any sort of device you might have. I mean, I guess you can do it with Chromecast on a Windows machine, too. So maybe it's whatever. But you can certainly do it on it if you're in the Apple ecosystem. So,
0: Which is Makes very good. Sense. My concern yeah. is I find Chromecast extremely easy to use. And any other time I try to stream with anything else, I find it a hassle. Maybe that's just me. Uh-huh. But I think Google's done a really good job of making it uh, easy to use.
1: I mean, have you ever used AirPlay?
0: Um, Briefly, and you're right. I I will say AirPlay does work, but it's not as even even Chromecast is more open than AirPlay.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's certainly true. AirPlay is easy,
0: but but I've I've tried I've tried Miracast and I've tried other standards like that, and I've always found it to be a hassle. Maybe Microsoft can do it better. Um, Yeah. But I, guess we'll see. I think the Chromecast stuff got integrated into a lot of stuff very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So I don't know, but this will be interesting. Um, there you go. Cool. Alright, well then, that is literally all the news. Uh, why don't we move into picks, and I want Colby to go first because I'm dying to know what his pick is.
1: <laughs>
0: Tell me more.
1: Yeah, so... I... I don't i'm i'm pretty I don't remember how this happened, but uh, like a week ago, I was listening to one podcast that suggested another podcast. so usually when the podcasts I like suggest other podcasts, I give them a try just cause um so the one I started listening to is called the Gist from Slate um, and it's basically it's a daily podcast, which is kind of cool. It's usually like 20 minutes or half an hour um, and it's just about like it's usually some current event mixed with some story and the guy and also that like the guy enjoys taking like a story in the news or like people's responses on Twitter to a story in the news and and picking them apart and saying how just how like stupid and ridiculous uh the the story and or the responses to it are um which i i thoroughly enjoy he's pretty funny um he actually reminds me a lot of sean if any of you watch don't panic for for sean's witty commentary so imagine if sean did a story by himself on the news and made fun of people that's what it would be like
0: that sounds like a great show
1: yeah it's called the gist um, from slate.com or slate magazine is slate a magazine.
0: Um, it's um, both. I don't know if it's still a magazine. It, it, you're right. It was at one point.
1: Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's cool. It's a, I like that it's daily. Cause I always have another, a podcast to listen to on the way home, which is not, not normal. You like my, my, my normal podcast routine is that like, uh, like, two or three of the ones I listen to get are generally released on Sunday night, so I listen to those on Monday. And then a, a couple others get released on, like, Wednesday or Thursday usually, so I have some later in the week. Um, but, like, the in-between, it's nice. It's nice. In-between, I usually just listen to music, but it's nice to have this, this to break things up. It's, so like, it's usually out in time for my commute home, so I like it.
0: That's great. I I already subscribed. I'm really excited. The uh, content looks good. And also, um, don't get me wrong, I love hour-long podcasts like ours, but uh, I do like uh, occasionally (laughs) shorter stuff, so um, this is great. Because I can't listen to two hours every day like the other daily show uh, podcast I suggested a couple weeks ago. So it's it's, (laughs) good. Something's really quick, so that's great. Cool. The Gist. Via Slate, get it on your... Podcast uh, app of choice. Very cool. Um, I've got a quick pick this week. It is a uh, Chrome. I believe it's Chrome only. It's a Chrome extension um, built by a Google engineer named Ian Webster. So how many times have you been on a site, whether it's the New York Times, Wall Street Journal or even like a BuzzFeed or Verge And you're reading a story and you're like, this story doesn't quite seem right. And then you scroll up to the top and it says it's a sponsored story, which essentially means it was written by a corporation to make ad revenue. That's a sponsored (laughs) story. And you go, wait a second. I thought I was reading the New York Times, not Doritos blog. Well, (laughs) Relax. They've gotten smart about hiding the fact it's a sponsored story. I even get caught all the time. Well, this Google engineer created a browser extension called Ad Detector, um, and what it does is it scans uh, over 50 top newspaper and online publications, and it knows whether or not it's a sponsored story. And it puts a nice little red bar at the top that says, uh, you know, this is an advertisement paid for, and it even says the name of the corporation, which is kind of nice. Um, And it just lets you know, and I just... It's a little thing, but I think it's really, you'd be surprised after just using it for a little while, just how much of news, quote unquote, not to be the conspiracy guy, uh, but is <laughs> really articles that are just advertisements paid for by companies. Yeah. Um, so quick pick, it's called Ad Detector. It is a, uh, oh, it's for Firefox and Chrome. So um, get it for Ooh. your, for, sorry, Internet Explorer users. <laughs> no dice. Well.
1: And and Safari users,
0: uh, do people still use Safari?
1: I think so. Danny uses Safari. Probably more, more than he did for a while.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I know, like Safari on Mac OS. Well, I hope Safari for Windows doesn't exist anymore. But Safari on Mac OS is way more efficient than Chrome is. Um. Like, because I mean, it has pretty good integration with all of Apple's like native battery power saving APIs and things like that they demoed in the last in the Mavericks release. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the battery life I, you get, I mean, in general, you just get better battery life if you're using Safari than over Chrome, which is like notoriously kind of a uh, memory CPU doing stuff hog. So, yeah.
0: yeah. And I don't want to get into a big browser discussion, but I think for me it comes down to the um, browser sync and integration, right? If you're an Apple person mm-hmm. and you own an iPhone and an iPad and a Mac, it kind of makes sense between browser settings sync and keychain and all these things. you know. And if you're yeah. a big Google person and you have an Android phone and a Chromebook, and you should probably use Chrome because Chrome syncs all your stuff. So right. I think that's a big part of it
1: unfortunately i really wish that wasn't the case because i feel like the a br- browsers are one thing that i feel differently about depending on which platform i'm on like the browser i want to be using is is does not sync up with the the like operating system i want to be using for the device i'm on yeah Bumps me out
0: as Sad it should times. uh yeah so add detector get it on the chrome web store for your browser or the uh, firefox plugin store whatever they're calling it these days. Okay. Colby, anything else for this week?
1: Um, not a whole lot. I mean, we were talking before the show. This is my last podcast from San Francisco.
0: Uh, are you ready to, uh, to reveal to the fine folks at home where they'll be able to find you next? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving, leaving the Valley. Uh, after i guess i've been here a little more than a year but i'm moving i'm moving to boston i'm shipping up to boston um the dropkick murphy's wrote a song about me hopefully i won't lose my leg because that's what it says in the song i think um (laughs) but yeah so next week um i guess I, i don't know what our podcast schedule is next week but in any case i'll i i I may or may not be in Boston, depending on where we're doing the podcast, when we're doing the podcast.
0: Yeah, we're going to look, because it's technically Labor Day. Yes, um, it's
1: a holiday.
0: So, um, depending, if everyone's going to be here the 8th, then maybe we won't do a show on the 1st, because I'm sure you'll be in the middle of doing stuff, and yeah, yeah. you won't want to do it. will be a little hectic. Dan but... Miller has a life, so he probably will have something to do, <laughs> so... um. So we possibly won't do a show next week, but now that Colby's moving to the East Coast and Dan will be back from Europe, you know what that means.
1: We could uh, optimize our taping time.
0: It actually means several things, right? One, maybe in the coming months we'll have a, our first ever three-person in-person in person show in person. Yeah, um, that's,
1: that's bold.
0: Uh, two, you're right. It may mean tweaking our time. Uh, Better for our East Coast viewers. But three, it means new episodes of Change Mode. Oh, yeah. We've been on hiatus forever. We got it has been that. a long time. He's got eyebrow action going. <laughs> He's excited. I guess
1: I, I forgot. I didn't realize how long it had been since we'd done Change Mode. Like, a ton of stuff has happened. Like, I've been super busy, I guess. And Dan's been traveling the world. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be a big month And I'll even... I'll one up your tease. Not only is Colby moving to the East Coast, not only are we going to have new shows, not only of all that, but in September, there's literally like five to six major corporate announcements, right? Oh, yeah. Apple, (laughs) Samsung, Motorola, HTC, um, Asus, Google. It's crazy. It's crazy. September is going to be the biggest month of the year. Yeah, So it's going to be a pretty sweet. And Colby's going to be here to experience all of it, so it's very exciting. Ooh. Indeed, all right. Well, on behalf of Colby, I thank all of you out there for watching the show. We do this Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on our website, don'tpanic.io. Uh, you can get all the past episodes, audio, and video there. Uh, we do this in HD, so put it up on your big screen. It looks good. Join the whole family. We only swear occasionally. And uh, if... We don't do a show next week. We probably will. We probably won't. Who knows? Follow us on social media and you'll get the updates. I'll tell you, I promise, on Twitter, at Don't Panic Show. uh, And the same goes for Facebook. And, of course, those links are also on our website. So, um, wonderful. Thank you, folks. We'll see you soon. Uh, This has been Don't Panic. Goodbye.
1: Later.